Welcome to the Thirst for More podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Smitley, where we sit down and talk with strength coaches, personal trainers, nutritionalists, and other professionals in the fitness and strength and conditioning field to help athletes, parents, coaches, small business owners help level up their game to provide athletes and clients world-renowned success, either in the weight room, on the field, or on the platform. Enjoy today's episode. On episode 16 of the Thirst for More podcast, I sit down with Alex and Laura Mershon of We Are PR Clothing, and I'm also sat in on this episode with my wife, Adrienne Smilly. We talk about business ownership, so this isn't your typical strength and conditioning-based podcast. We're actually going to do more of the business and communication side of things, but we talk about what it's kind of like to work with your significant other in terms of business. We're both very small tight-knit community businesses we don't have massive followings we don't have you know huge revenues we don't have tons of um, investors we basically started both of our businesses from scratch and so we kind of talk about what the dynamics are like working with your significant other you know the positives and the negatives the highs and lows how we make decisions how we work together uh, to make our businesses run and how that may impact us for the better or for the worst we also talk about the history of We RPR Clothing and how that kind of came to be, how Alex, Laura, myself, and my wife, Adrian, managed to all meet, collaborate, how powerlifting and strength and fitness in Indiana State University has kind of brought all four of us together, how our circles have kind of intertwined in terms of who we know and who we kind of work with, um, and, and the passions that we have, not only as individuals, but collectively as uh not only business partners, but also marital partners and also as our friendship and professional relationships that we all have with each other. This was a very fun episode. I think if you own a business or you're considering owning a business or you're considering doing something with your spouse, I think this is a fantastic episode to kind of get an idea of what that's like, not only from both sides, considering we are in different industries, one in apparel and one in strength and conditioning slash fitness, there's a little bit of blend, um, but we're also looking at a brick-and-mortar business, and we're also looking at an online retail-based business. So we are PR Clothing. We talk about that, what makes them different. Uh, I highly suggest you check out my friends Alex and Laura. Their, their clothing company is absolutely outstanding. I don't push products. I don't push stuff unless I truly believe it, and I truly believe what these two people are doing is great, not only for their industry, but also for our industry as well, and just overall what they're trying to accomplish with their clothing brand. So this is a really fun episode. Enjoy episode 16 with Alex and Laura, and then obviously myself and my wife, Adrian. Enjoy. Hey, Laura. Hey, Alex. This is Brandon Adrian. How are you guys? Doing, doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're good. Super great. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm sure many people don't know this is our first episode with four people, so uh, we'll have quite a bit of different audio. Um, so if anybody happens to um, hear it kind of skip in and out, we're probably going to try to give some time for each person to talk so we don't have uh, the audio overlay of each other just a little bit. Um, and my wife, Adrienne, is co-hosting this one with me as well, and you'll hear her in some other episodes. So to get this started, we just want to start off with the backstory about how all four of us got to know each other. Uh, I think it's kind of a unique little story and circle um, with 
powerlifting and Indiana State and school and um, all that stuff. So I guess Laura or Alex, either one of you, um, kind of talk about how you two met, I guess, at first, and then we'll let uh, Laura and uh, Adrian kind of talk about how they kind of connected. Sure. Uh, so I met my wife, Laura, uh, at the gym at ISU. And actually, actually, the very first time that we met, um, she was actually squatting, and she got absolutely stapled. Under, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> under like, it was like 225 or 275. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but she got absolutely stapled. Uh, and she was in there by herself. So I went over to Rack and I was like, hey, you want some help with that? And she was like in the zone, not talking to anyone. And <laughs> completely blew me off. I had headphones in, so I didn't hear him. So then, <laughs> I, so then I just started helping with one side. And she's like, no, I got it. I was like, <laughs> all right, you got it. Uh, so then I walked away and didn't talk to her for like another couple months. And then, uh, and then we ran into each other uh, at the gym again. She was working out with one of uh, a mutual friend of ours. And uh, that time around, things went a little bit better. And uh, we, <laughs> we hit it off there. And uh, next thing you know, we're engaged and married and running a brand together. Yeah. So then I actually didn't know either one of you. Actually, Laura's how I met. Actually, both of you is kind of the gateway drug to how I got to you two. <laughs> yeah, so Adrian and I had a class together. Yeah. Um, you sat several rows in front of me, and I had no clue who you were. And then basically a mutual friend introduced us, and then we ended up being, like, better friends because of that. <laughs> so it was just like, all right, cool. Like, you're fun. So we worked out a few times and kind of hung out, and then – my last semester there, like we hung out a lot, I think, because you lived farther off campus and I was right across the tracks from campus. So it was kind of yeah. like, well, if you need to hang out for a while, like I'm just gonna go home, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but like kind of a side note, like you were one of the reasons that I actually lift because I had no idea what I was doing. And so going in and lifting with you, I had like some direction and knew what to do, so. Thanks, Laura. Nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the piece that I'll add is that I was doing personal training in A-State, and Laura, you were the intern for that semester. I don't even remember what semester that was yeah. at the time. And, and that's how I met Adrian when she was working out with you one summer, and mm -hmm. I was just manning the desk getting free hours because they were low staff, and they were going to pay me my personal training rate to read a book pretty much. So uh, <laughs> it was kind of dumb to not take that up. and that I texted you about asking if Adrian was dating anybody. And then you and Laura, let her know. And Laura being a good friend, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> and then I know, I don't know how, uh, Alex, I know you emailed me about like programming. Yeah. And then you start yeah. coming over the garage and I can't remember. That, that, was, that was such a weird <laughs> turn of events. So it went from like, I was trying to get into the power lift and just trying to feel it out because before, before I met you, everything I had done was more of like a bodybuilding hypertrophy kind of angled. Um, and that's all I did, but I was trying to lift a little bit heavier and, uh, Laura had told me about you. And then within like, within like two weeks, you had said that somebody wasn't training in your gym or like in your garage anymore. And you posted on Facebook. And I think I just tagged Alex. I was like, we've been talking about this. Like, 
There you go. <laughs> so at the time, my intention was to, I, I knew that you were a very competitive powerlifter. Obviously, I didn't have any idea of how into it you were. Um, but I figured that there was a handful of strong people all trained together at this certain time. So if I could just get close to the sun and soak up some of that information, uh, that would be what I would do. And then here we are, what, three years later? Oh, my God. Two years later? Uh, it might be uh, more than that. Cause... More than that? I mean, it was, me and, it was me and her started like, dating in 2016. 2016. So yeah. I think it probably would have been around that. Yeah, so. I think it was that like winter or late fall kind of thing. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. So four years, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Ever since then, we've uh, pretty well been coming down every weekend to come uh, train with you guys every time that we can. Yeah. Yep. So I guess now that we got that out of the way. Um, let's talk about we are PR clothing I and mean, that's kind of what me and Adrian primarily want to talk to you about <clears throat> obviously we have this unique dynamic of um, being business owners obviously in different avenues but in, in the same way kind of the way the powerlifting circles um, your brand and recognition kind of crosses over in the powerlifting scene and strength sport world as well so just give us a brief history of we are PR clothing um, and then what it kind of means to you, and then also what pursuing resilience means in, in your title of your brand. Sure, sure. So to start from the very beginning, uh, so Laura and I were kind of talking between before we actually got married of like, we kind of wanted, we knew we wanted to do something more. We knew we just didn't want to kind of have nine to five jobs kind of thing um, at the time. Um, and at the time she was really into photography. I was, um, obviously into the fitness side of stuff. She was into fitness. I wanted to learn to do something, um, which was just outside the gym and outside of engineering in general. So my degree is in mechanical engineering, um, which is what I went to school for, but I was looking to do something kind of outside of that. Um, so I figured that screen printing was a good thing to do. And then we kind of just mashed photography and screen printing together um, and then angled that at the fitness industry. And that's kind of how we just started. Um, but we really didn't have a whole lot of we had zero idea of what we were doing at the time. Um, we knew that we were going to be very customer first focused just because any t-shirt or any item that we had bought beforehand, you, you get, obviously you get the shirt in the mail. It's, it's just a t-shirt in a box. Um, you take a picture with it, you post it online nine times out of 10, that brand doesn't even see that picture nine times out of 10, that brand doesn't even package that themselves. It's either handled by a third party or they have no connection to it at all. So it's, it's almost that a lot of people say that they're very customer first, but we knew that we wanted to actually put that into practice. So that's kind of how we got down the road of, hey, let's, let's actually touch every garment. Let's screen print them ourselves. We don't really know what we're doing yet, but let's see if we can <laughs> spend some time together and figure it out. So that's kind of where it started. Uh, and then from there, we ended up uh, buying like this super janky screen printing press off ebay for like 150 bucks uh and that's what we used up until like i don't know like a month or two ago two months ago is when we just upgraded our press so the whole thing our whole outlook with this was just kind of figured out as we go enjoy the process um and build something together mm -hmm. um and then the other side of that the, going on to pursuing resiliency was kind of exactly how we built our brand so any time that we ran into a roadblock and we realized we had absolutely no idea what we were doing it was uh it, that to us that's where the resiliency came in at it was 
understanding that you're going to keep getting hit, understanding that you're going to have setbacks and learning how to pivot or change directions and be able to continue on that same path, even if it takes adjustment. Yeah, that's, um, that's a really good point. I, I think what separates like your business, your guys' stuff from us is that I think I obviously had the individual business, really performance systems, which still exists, but now it's actually lumped underneath there's remote coaching. So um, we've tried to basically re I've tried to rebrand that to where Smelly performance systems doesn't even technically exist legally it exists, but it's not like pushed like it used to be. Um, and so like, that was obviously me and that was way before I knew Adrian. Um, and same thing, like I had the motto of building better people through strength and it's kind of the same kind of concept, obviously just mine's way nudged towards strength training. And obviously yours is talking way more about globally people Absolutely. in general, whether you strength train or not, it doesn't matter. Usually people are tr trying to pursue some kind of resilience in what they do. So um, I think Adrian's got a, a follow-up question on, on this. Yeah. So we obviously know you guys put the customer first, but can you tell us what that looks like to you and what you guys do? I mean, we know some of the things you guys do, but sure. um, it's definitely really cool. And it definitely sets you apart from, any other brand that you buy from? Uh, first off, thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the things we do, I mean, it, it starts from the very beginning. I mean, we touch every single garment. We place the orders ourselves. We screen print them ourselves. Um, and then we, we pack every single order, just the two of us. And then on top of that, I think one of the things that, that I wanted to make a staple of the brand until it was no longer physically possible to do it is to write an actual thank you note with every single order. And then I know a lot of companies have like a placard or a card they put in there and they just kind of say, thank you. But we, I mean, we try to write a full paragraph of like, thank you for this order. Here's what it means to us. If obviously with a lot of our people, we have a, we have a very high returning customer rate. Um, so a lot of our stuff is almost to the point where we're almost just checking in with people and they send us emails back. They, they tag us and stuff. I wanted, I, the other thing I wanted to make a big point of, and this all kind of drives back to the experiences that we had um, before we owned anything with just when we would buy apparel or buy anything online is any person that tags us in a post, uh, we'll, we'll repost it. I, I want to make sure that people understand that we see them, we appreciate them. And honestly, if you're choosing to spend your money on something as small as localized as what we're doing, I mean, that, that means more than we even have words to put it into. Yeah. And I think, I mean, something else that we've tried to do is kind of like, I mean, we have team members, but all of them were people that like either reached out and like bought something and then showed an interest in what we were doing or we became friends with them or like he was at a meet with Dustin who's on the team and Dustin ended up like tearing something in his quad or something. And so, but it was just like, we had a connection, but we weren't like, we didn't know them, but we like took the steps to continue a relationship there and I think we try to do that with customers too because like there's a handful of people that like we specifically met at gyms because they were interested I mean not for any other reason not even to get another sale it's just you know they enjoy lifting we enjoy lifting and it's cool to meet people I mean so I feel like there's a whole like relationship aspect of the brand that you don't get with a lot of companies they're like cool you bought our stuff but then what are you gonna buy next and we're kind of like i don't care if you buy anything else ever again like you bought something one time like 
Well, and I mean, and I mean, realistically, there, there, I mean, there is going to be a point. And, and what happens with the bigger companies, they get to a point where they physically can't do that anymore. Right. But, but I want to make sure. I think the one thing that set us up is that we have set this so ingrained to us that we're going to figure out a way how to carry this out as we 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 have every person, every sale that we've grown, we've continued to carry out this exact same process. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one really cool thing I know you guys did during quarantine um, was you gave people a chance to sign up to talk with you guys. And I think I remember you guys saying that filled up really quickly. And honestly, I just thought that was so cool of you guys to do because I mean, everybody's at home. They can't go see places, go, go places. They can't see people. And you guys took your time to say, you know, hey, we care about you and we're going to spend this time with you. And you just let anybody do it, which is, that's so cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It's cool seeing people in their own like natural environment. Mm -hmm. And it, it was funny because like uh, going into it, this is just one of our spitball ideas that we had. And we have no idea what we're getting ready to walk into. We just <laughs> have like eight people lined up. I have no, some of these people we've never seen before. We've never met them in person before. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it was just cool seeing people in their home, like their home environment and just having like an actual talk about something that, I mean, of all the chats we did, we talked very little about the brand. Yeah. It was more about, Hey, how are you doing? You guys doing all right? Yeah. How are you? Exactly. That's all it was. Yeah. Um, and I, this, you guys kind of briefly talked on this. You said you're, um, obviously like hand printing and touching every order. And I kind of want to highlight that, that I think when some people say that like you're printing the shirts, they think that you're just like going to like a regular shirt place and like, you know, you put in your order in a screen and like it just runs through a machine, but that's not how you guys actually do it. So um, I kind of, I'm not that knowledgeable in, in terms of like apparel printing. And obviously you guys have this figure out way more than probably us and the average person. So just kind of describe the differences in the, the screens and the printing techniques and like what you do when you say you actually physically hand print a shirt because like I said I don't think many people truly understand that you actually are hand printing the shirt. Sure sure so just to kind of break it down at a very high level uh, obviously stage one of this is the, the design so we figure out a design that we're going to do um, and from there we uh, print out a, basically a film negative of what that is and that gets burnt into the screen um, which needs to be in a dark room. And right now our dark room doubles as our laundry room. <laughs> uh, so after it's burnt out, um, you can wash it out with the garden hose, the image is washed out. And now you have a screen with the stencil. It's basically the outline of your design. Um, so from there, you basically load it into your screen printing press, which is basically a piece of machinery that holds your screen in the exact same location for every shirt. Um, you load your shirt and then um, you load it up with ink um, and you print it. It's just a very, it, it, it is a very rudimentary, not very complicated thing. Um, the thing that makes it difficult, um, not necessarily difficult, but unique is that if you are hand printing everything, every single design has a little bit different because when you move the ink across the screen, if you change the angle that you move it at or the pressure, or anything like that, it will give a slightly different feel to it with every single print. So every single print is going to be slightly different. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people do, and once you get to a large enough size, you can buy an automatic press, which basically keeps the angle and the pressure identical for every single shirt. 
So you can do large runs. You can print thousands of shirts that will all look identical. With us, um, obviously we can't, we can't finance something like that since that's a relatively expensive piece of equipment. Um, but so the thing that we have and that we really have marketed toward is just the uniqueness of every shirt. Just that the item that you have not only has it been touched by us, but it's going to be ever so slightly different from person to person. And it's, it's cool from my perspective because I'm, I'm the one who does 90% of the actual printing. Um, and it's cool because there's a lot of little, I don't want to say mess ups, but unique parts to every single print. And it's cool because when I see people out actually wearing our shirts, there's stuff that I can pick up on. I can pick up on that. Oh, Hey, look on this one. I picked up the squeegee just a little bit. I didn't have enough pressure on the left-hand side of it. And it's something that no one else is going to pick up on, but us. Um, so every single print is slightly different and it's just a very unique part of each shirt. Yeah. I was going to say, you guys sent me a shirt one time that you apparently messed up on. I think it's awesome. But every yeah. time I wear it, I'm like, look, Alex. And you're like, no, yeah, <laughs> it's I a can't. bad one. Your shirt is one I still can't look at. That one's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks great. Um, so in, in addition to that, talk kind of about the the limited edition. I think also when people buy shirts, they go to a website and that shirt's primarily always there or always available. Um, and, but you guys don't necessarily do that. I, I like to basically try to tell people like, it's like a limited edition. It's kind of like a, it's a one print thing where, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. You're going to have a shirt that probably only the people that bought it during that particular time, unless if you know, you get like two or three smalls just hanging out in stock and that you guys sometimes um, either discount or you throw in with another order because they happen to be the same size, something like that. Um, talk about that exclusivity and um, how that's worked for you. Because I will, I will tell you that you guys are the first people I've ever seen do that. And obviously it works really well for you guys. I think it provides not only cool designs, but, but again, it gives you that uniqueness that you have something that maybe somebody else doesn't or won't ever have. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, what this stemmed from is what we touched on earlier was when you run into roadblocks, learning how to pivot from them. So in the very beginning, I mean, we were, when we were still trying to figure out to print. I mean, it was literally we could only afford a limited amount of shirts. We could only afford to buy 12 shirts in total. So instead of instead of looking at that as a roadblock and saying, well, shoot, I can only make a maximum of, uh, of $100 off this release or whatever it is we took that and said, no, instead of, instead of using this as our limiting factor, why don't we just market this as what separates us from everyone else? Why don't we just say, well, we have three smalls, three mediums and three larges. Once you sell out, these are gone forever. So that's kind of how we, and then from there, we basically just took that and then that's what we used to fund the next round of them. Yeah. And like, I think we always wanted to try and figure out like new designs. Obviously we didn't get, don't want to get caught in a rut of always printing the same logo so that feeds into that as well like we might bring an aspect back or i mean we've done a shutter expectations tee like two or three times but it's because it's popular but it's never on the same color shirt or we try to mix the inks up or something so sure. it's like trying to keep it unique if people really like it you know we'll bring it back in a different version i mean we've had plenty of people say hey like can you do this exact same shirt again and it's like well i mean we technically we could but we're not going to, sorry, like you missed out. 
Sure. It, it's just a very cool, it, you almost feel like you're part of a club. Yeah. That you see someone like, oh, hey, you've got that shirt too. There's only, there's only 12 of those made and yeah. you're one of the 12 people. Yeah. And our numbers have changed. I mean, sure. we've tweaked with, you know, we got sold out of, you know, medium super fast last time. So maybe we'll up the quantity of mediums for the next round of that style. So we tweak it and analyze that and stuff like that. But for the most part, I think we try to keep the designs new and at least varied. So mm -hmm. that way, if, if something something doesn't hit super well, then we're not like, well, we'll shoot. That's the plan for the next year. So Right, right. So the I think something that we, me and Adrian probably don't, both of us don't know too much about. Um, and then maybe even your followers that would happen to be listening to this that, that know about your your brand and your company. What does the day-to-day -day slash week-to-week -week operations look like for We Are PR? Um, I think a lot of, I know for me, like I, I can't tell the detail what that looks like, but I do know when your releases are coming up because I follow all your guys' social media stuff. So like, I know when that's coming and usually if you like share a teaser of a design, I know what the design is going to look like or, you know, like today you guys are doing some photo shoot stuff. So obviously we got to see a little bit of a sneak in back inside of that. Um, kind of give everyone a walkthrough of what that looks like for you too. Sure. Uh, so day to day, um, well, most I, I work a nine to five job. So so from basically six a.m. to four four thirty is pretty well locked up with doing work stuff. I can get a little bit of stuff um, Instagram wise or social media stuff done at work, but definitely I, I don't get to put a whole lot of attention to it um, at work. Um, so when I get home, we basically have a blocked out time that we work out when we've got that. Um, and then from there, a lot of what our day-to-day -day stuff is either making sure that we do not have a single message on social media go unanswered, making sure that we have content planned out, content scheduled out, making sure that we're hitting on everything that we need to be, um, packing orders if we've got orders for the day. Um, and then that, that's kind of the stuff that absolutely has to happen every single day. After that, what we basically do is we will work on design work or work on marketing or actually printing garments um, every single day. Um, and the design work, one of the places that we found ourselves really getting caught up, one of the bottlenecks was that we were, we would basically print. So if we were doing the fall release, we'd print all the fall release. And then as soon as the fall release was done, we'd start working on the winter release. Um, what we ran into now that our quantities are a little bit higher and that we always try to do different designs, we've, we've kind of come into this, this roadblock of we don't have, we, we just don't have any other designs ready to go. So what we've tried to do is basically make up a bank of uh, designs or phrases or things that, that really mean something to us mm -hmm. because we try not to just put stuff on shirts. We try not to be like, Catchphrase. Catchphrase is a good word. A, a quote unquote motivational brand that's just like do better, try harder. We try to <laughs> yeah. we, we try to put like actual thought into each phrase, whether it's something that we've each lived through or something that we're currently going through, um, or something that just really resonates with one of the team members. Yeah. So I would say a lot of the day to day work is definitely graphic design, figuring out how we're going to make a T-shirt look good that people want and is different than what everyone else is putting out. Yeah, day to day is honestly probably kind of boring because honestly, like I'll do a good chunk of the content creation. So if he wants, you know, a lot of the video stuff he does, I can't figure it out. I don't understand how to make that stuff work. But if he wants, you know, product images or we're trying to 
like show somebody wearing an outfit or a top or whatever, um, I will go and source those pictures and then edit them so that way he can post them. Um, and then he does like a million comments a night kind of thing. He tries to do them throughout the day. Um, just again, trying to connect with people and answer those DMs. And then like, if we have orders, like I run them to the post office. And then obviously like if I had time throughout the day and whatever I'm doing here at home, like I'll work on the design stuff or I'll prep screens for him because there's like two or three different steps to actually prep the screen before you can throw ink on it and print a shirt. So there are certain things that like I can try and take off his plate. Um, obviously I can't do all the printing because I just don't want to go there yet. Um, but like there are certain things that like I can take off his plate to make it easier so that when he gets home, you know, whether we plan content or just need to get stuff scheduled, then at least some of it's ready to go. That's actually a really good point. I, when I was explaining, I made it sound like this is all me. This is a very <laughs> divide and conquer relationship. This is a very much, we know what her strengths are. She knows what my strengths are. And we, we play into those. Yeah. And, and the fallout that we have, the weaknesses are stuff that you can pick up um, and the stuff that I can pick up. And it just, it really works together in harmony. Yeah. I, I think. Um, I feel that. <laughs> One thing that you said that kind of like resonated with me was that um, you you guys were talking about how there's there's always something that you can be doing even though it might change a little bit um, mm -hmm. and then how you guys are always working on something like you said you got stuff in the bank because the timetables change. I think that uh, me and Adrian have realized with running a, a gym that everyone I, I don't think people necessarily think this but they think the gym's open six to 10, three to nine. Brandon works six to 10, three to nine. And it's like pretty much when I get home, I try to fill her in on stuff that happens. And we talk about discussions and obviously, you know, right now we're in like a transitional phase with interns. So we got a new, we have one just in a new one getting ready to start. So we have to prepare for that. We've got, obviously we do this podcast and we're trying to put out some articles and content, some just stuff like you guys do. And I think when people don't necessarily realize is that when it's a very small operation that, everything has to happen through um obviously for us our two our two minds and eyes and then the same thing for you guys for your two minds and eyes we're fortunate that we have a part-time employee in andrew that that has helped um that we're trying to push some more responsibility on to help him grow as well um and then also at the same time ease some some stuff off of our plates so i guess what with knowing that with how much that you guys have to do what are the struggles of being an on time online retail slash clothing brand? I think a lot of people would say, Oh yeah, I got a t-shirt design, sell it online, sit back, make some money. And I'll tell you that the fitness industry is notorious for this. People got a big following and they're like, oh, I'm going to start a clothing brand. And next thing you know, they're pumping out, you know, two, 3000 shirts and they've got their brand over everywhere. But like you said, it's not, uh, to me, it's not the same as like what you guys do. So kind of talk about the struggles that you guys see in your space. Cause I have no clue what those would, would look yeah. like. Sure. And I mean, honestly, it, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you personally are okay doing that and just, and, and kind of, if, if you are okay going down that route of saying, Hey, I've got 59,000 followers, I'm going to print this amount of t-shirts and just sell them. Then that's great. I mean, honestly, that, that I mean, that's good for you. You've built the following good for you. Where we differentiate from is we don't have a following, so we can't, we can't rely on that. Um, and again, it was, uh, it's funny. Um, 
when I was in the very beginning of, of talking about this, I went to the Arnold uh, with my brother and I was going to going into this, I was going to go talk to people and I was like, I'm going to get their input. I'm going to see what they have to say about it. And literally every single person that I kind of looked up to was like, yeah, you shouldn't start a clothing line if you don't have at least a hundred thousand followers, you shouldn't do this unless you have this. And I get it from like a very, traditional business sense yes that probably doesn't make sense but you can make it work it's what we've done i mean in and what the struggle comes in that we don't have the following so we have to put a lot more time into just being involved with the community the good side about that is both of us really enjoy that we enjoy people we enjoy conversation we enjoy um just supporting other people we enjoy being part of other people's stories it, it it truly makes us happy. So, so that's, that's a, a just off the table, super easy for us. Doesn't even seem like a roadblock, but it could be a roadblock for a lot of people. The other biggest challenge uh, that I see people running into um, is wanting to start a clothing line with absolutely no idea of what they're doing. And then it almost becomes uh, paralysis by analysis where it's, I have a bajillion things to do and I don't know what to do first. Mm -hmm. Which I think like we've run into but which is why it's helpful to have somebody like on your team that can say, Hey, like, just take it one step at a time, like break it down a little bit or, you know, this is overwhelming. You move on. Like it helps to have that dynamic for us. The only other roadblock I think we run into is just like life. I mean, you guys know you run a gym, there's two of you. So it's like when life happens and you don't get the content posted for the week or whatever, it's like, you feel completely derailed. But it's like, you know what, especially with like the community, you guys have formed the community, we've formed, people understand, they get it. So it's like, yes, it's small business and you're not getting like a huge like income from it or whatever as you're growing, you're following and stuff like that. But I think starting from that helps have a like tight knit community where it's like when life happens, life happens. Like if we had to push back a release, like I don't feel like it would really hurt us that much because I think people would be like, look, we get it. Like it's life. Yeah. I mean, you're just open and honest with people. I mean, our lat, so we have, we have since switched uh, basically hosting sites of where we host our website basically the website couldn't handle the traffic and it crashed. You guys still there? Yep. Yeah, we're still here. Okay, perfect. Uh, so basically the last website post we had, it basically just couldn't hold the traffic that we had. And it basically shut down an entire release for about mm -hmm. 12 hour window. Yeah. I don't remember it how long that, it, but it was, it was like close it, to five hours. Or either way, we, like, the people were great because we literally just put out videos just telling people, Hey guys, look, it's just the two of us. We're trying our hardest to get this up and running. But for the time being, you, we, this release isn't happening right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And honestly, I think at our worst where we've ran to the most roadblocks is when just the two of us don't communicate when we're on two different pages, when we, when, and honestly, a lot of that comes down uh, to me because I try to shoulder just about everything. Um, which has been part of the learning curve of this whole thing is just learning to work together and understanding that you, we're stronger together than we are with two people trying to go opposite ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, two things that both of you said, one Alex, you kind of alluded to and the other one, Laura was that talking about like the, the community obviously being smaller. I mean, you're talking about like the volume and you want to do that. That's great. It kind of reminds me of like planet fitness. 
and versus us. Like you've mm-hmm. got a volume of people. You don't really care who comes in, who uses what, as long as the people are walking in the door and they're paying their 10 or $20 a month membership or whatever, like whether they come and show up, they don't care. We're like the opposite is true for us. Like our membership is anywhere from three to four times the price of that membership or almost five times the price of that. Um, so we probably do know every single person that is coming or isn't coming. And we kind of run into that paralysis as well as like, we haven't seen this kid in a week. Where is he? Like, that's yeah. not a good thing. We need to text mom and dad or send an email and make sure they're doing okay. Or even just an individual themselves. If they have a regular membership, we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Laura, you said something that I got to probably remember now. I think I lost it. What was, was now? Um I don't know. Come back to me. I know you have something to say. Well, you you kind of followed into the next question we have about talking um, about you guys being a young married couple and being business owners and partners. Obviously, Brandon and I are on the same page with you, and it's honestly it's a struggle sometimes. But like you were saying, Alex, when we work together, obviously we're a stronger, better team. But do you guys want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of that? Because honestly, Brandon and I don't have it all figured out. And we still have times where we're like, I, I'm, I'm pretty needy. I'm not going to lie where I'm like, you know, I need some more time. So can you guys talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm not the needy one in our relationship. So <laughs> wow. We definitely have the same kind of things because there are times when he has to tell me like, you need to say something if you need me to take tonight off, because sometimes it can get really hard. Like if, you know, with a release coming up, it becomes go, 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 go. Right. And so it's like, okay, you have a nine to five job. You leave at six thirty. you get home at four, four thirty, and you immediately start working. It's like, okay, then like I, you can tell that like we stop communicating or we stop spending quality time and like, things just start to get harder. So whether it's we're butting heads or he decides to take over certain things that usually I do, you can just tell. So it's just keeping the communication open and being willing to say, Hey, look, like, can we take 20 minutes or whatever, go for a walk. I just need, you know, this amount of your attention because we're not getting it right now, which I understand, but it's also knowing that like, it's a short period of time that you really have to crunch and then you'll get through it. So I feel like those are the most like tense moments. Yeah. And I think we're in that spot because, uh, so what a lot of people, so for our followers that know for a while, I was actually doing this business full time. Um, and that was a very, that mindset was very much, I don't need anyone else. I'll figure this out. I would just work for 20 hours a day and not sleep and not talk to Laura and we'll get there. So, so legitimately that's how our relationship went for about a year. It was, it was me letting everything else go. I tried to do a meat prep in the middle of that, that, uh, that Brandon was helping out with. Uh, I bombed out of that meat, by the way. It was so bad because I was uh, at the time I was, I, I didn't ever sleep at all. My nutrition was way out of whack. Uh, my training was all over the place. And, uh, but a part of that, part of that year, I think we needed to happen. It needed to happen for the growth of the brand because we did, I mean, those have been, that is still the best growing year. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you got you to weigh the balance there. Is that year of growth for the brand worth completely throwing away this relationship that we have um, and, and throwing away everything else that I find enjoyment in life with besides this brand? <laughs> it, it's almost just fine. It, my entire self-worth was basically wrapped up in the brand, how many sales, how much we were progressing, that kind of thing. So ultimately, at the end of the day, did I want to go back to working? No, but I, we were willing to make that change in order to, and I don't want to say we were going to get a divorce or anything that extreme, but it, it, was, it was basically to the point where it was like, we literally went weeks without really talking. Yeah, we talked yeah. about the brand and that was it. Yeah, I think after, after we kind of made the transition that he went back to work and I like eventually came home, there, there was just a lot of like, I feel like mental and emotional health that healed just yeah. because we found a better balance. I mean, it was just one of those things where it's like, it wasn't balanced. And for a while that was the mantra is you don't need balance, but it's like, in reality, I think we ended up for us, we did functioning much better together with the balance. And it's like, yeah, we've had to cut back from a month to month release to a quarterly release. But ultimately I think that's helped too, because I think it helped, we can up the quantity and the size of the release and the quality of the designs that we're pumping out and stuff like that so ultimately like yeah it was kind of a really rough year but it ended up becoming better and now we can kind of look back on it and see how much we've grown yeah so number one thing i would say is communication that that has been the that has been the deciding factor of when we have worked and when we have not worked is whether our communication is on point or it's not yeah i think we can relate with that pretty well and the the balance thing you said i don't i don't really like the word balance i i kind of prefer equilibrium because i okay. think sometimes i know yeah <laughs> i like i like equilibrium i think balance people think that it's always got to be even uh -huh. equilibrium if you're giving a lot to your business that might tip your balance one way but if you can get off of that for a little bit and go back to the other side really heavy and the same at the same time so for example if we're doing like our like our fundraiser like our lift lymphoma was obviously pretty meaningful and like we just whatever reason with, with coronavirus and everything like that was not a, a balanced lifestyle but we still held that competition and did that that stuff for charity and you know gave kayla that the, those those funds which we we kind of didn't tell anybody about um so like that wasn't necessarily a balanced time but yeah. because it was meaningful at least the equilibrium was equal yeah because we were getting something in return from it for both of both of us it made us feel better because we were obviously giving paying that back and i know it's just kind of like a play on words but i feel like equilibrium almost shifts back and forth a little bit more fluidly we're like balance everyone just thinks that you just i always think of the little thing from uh danos when he's holding gamora's thing and things are perfectly balanced oh my gosh but you know to me yeah. that's not how it works well, that's, that's a really good point because the way i try to look at it now is just macro balance balance mm -hmm. of, of everything if if you because there are times around release time when mm -hmm. we have to go hard like yeah. it, we cannot just take days off and not print like yeah. like we have to make it happen but on the flip side that may mean after release we take one to two days and we just mm -hmm. we hang out together and and just do our own thing yeah so in the grand scheme of things, you have that equilibrium, you have that macro balance, um, but it may not be balanced if you zoom in for one day. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing is that like with you guys prepping for that lift for lymphoma, like it had a lot of meaning. So like, even if you didn't agree at all points, it was like the goal was the same and it was, you're motivated to work towards that. So I think there are times when we're both 
really work focused and like we're totally fine there are other yeah. times when like we're both not work focused and so you know you kind of clash because neither one of you are really feeling it but like there was kind of a funny <laughs> we're trying to figure out like new registration marks and that's all like how to line up screens and stuff but like i was so in the zone <laughs> And he was like, hey, can we go do this real quick? And I was like, oh, hold on, like, hold on. I'm working on it. And he's like, what? Because What's wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, you're never in the zone. And I'm like, well, I am now. So just hold on. Like, I need an hour. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of flip-flopped for us for that moment, which doesn't happen often. But it's like, it, it can flip-flop and, yeah, equilibrium. I kind of like that. <laughs> Well, I think a lot of people, us included, Brandon and I, and you guys, they just, they see what we are doing and they just see all of the good things and they see, you know, all the awesome things that are happening and awesome things you guys are doing, awesome things we're doing. Um, and I, they don't see behind the scenes and not to like brag on us or anything but like kind of um you know it takes it takes really strong people and just really strong relationships to make this sort of thing happen and I quote my dad all the time um he says um you don't own a small business it owns you and just just making life be able to happen and not miss life but you know still be able to make that business happen as well i so, I mean, this is one of the reasons I also really like you guys is because I, we relate on that note a lot and I don't have very many friends that have a small business with their partner. So that's real cool. Um, but well, you know what we didn't, you didn't talk about, what are the, what are the pros? You guys have some pros of being. Oh yeah, it is great. Yeah. I mean, I get to spend every day with her. I mean, that's good. <laughs> Oh, Alex. <laughs> no, but it is fun. I mean, there is definitely a difference between spending time together working on business stuff and then just spending time together outside of the business. Yeah, but definitely. both of them have a special place. Yeah, both think, of them mean a lot. Yeah, I think some of like the most fun moments of like working on the business together is honestly like when he's printing. Because like once he's in the flow of it and it's set up and we're not frustrated about something, it's like, you know, you turn on music or you turn on baseball or football or whatever, and you're just hanging out. I mean, like, yeah, you're physically working and doing stuff, but like you can have like awesome conversations or just be goofy because it's 1130 at night and you're slap happy and <laughs> printing for four hours. Like those moments are kind of really neat. And I think the other biggest pro for me is just like the friends that have developed from this I mean like you guys know Jesse and Alexa and like I know I've seen them at the rec like when I was a senior but like I never would have talked to them and like it's because of the brand that like not that we never could have been friends with them but like I think this is a big part of like why we have a relationship with them and like we've gained friends through them so it's just like I think the community and the people are huge just because like I'm pretty introverted. So that for me is so fun because it's like, I'm meeting people and I never even would have had the courage to go up to and say hi. Like, so for me, that's a huge pro. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just shared memories. We're making yeah. a lot of memories with this that we would not have other had yeah. otherwise had. Yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely makes your relationship stronger. It has to. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, at that point, it has to because if it, I mean, there becomes a point where it's what we did when we split opposite ways for that year. I mean, it was, it was ugly. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to say that we've had that drastic, but we were in the same boat. I think that's what forced me to leave my job at the distribution center more than anything. Like, well, I wanted to get that surgery to be done. And I was just like, stop that crappy job because it was really physically demanding on my, I mean, that bought that job literally tore my body apart yeah, in right. hindsight. But um, I think the fact that I was chugging out 50 hour weeks there and then trying to do the gym and trying to balance things, it, it wasn't even a balance. Just trying to do things with her. Sure. Um, it was just a drain. And like, I think, I mean, it wasn't good for me either. We were both working yeah. like 80 the cancer plus thing, hours. Yeah, the cancer thing didn't help. Like they're just. Oh yeah, that thing. I, I think I think I was just like <laughs> I was boiling over at the point where I was like something has to change, and yeah. it was almost just like I mean, luckily the gym was growing at a rate that was mm -hmm. easy to kind of project. Okay, well it's we've been open long enough. I don't think it's gonna like just tank off for no reason. And like the only thing that's upswing that's gonna happen for me leaving is I can give more invested time and. Mm -hmm the hours of the gym can go up. And while I'm, like you said, I'm definitely working at, at the gym more, I guess mentally I'm more free and I have more actual time mm -hmm. to do that that's not compounded on of running on three, four hours of sleep and yeah. doing yeah. all that, that stuff. Yeah, think, that, yeah. We have all the analytics that when I did leave Casey's, I mean, our our revenue jumped up 25% a month and then like sure. it was like 40% after like 12 weeks. Like it was just – it was just astronomical how much the revenue just jumped up and then coronavirus hit and yeah, there's that. Um, and I guess we have one more question for you guys to talk about and it's kind of a trick question, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, just kind of if you have any tips or things that you guys did or, or still do or if you guys like sit down and plan stuff out or whatever. Um, so how do you guys, because I also need some tips, we need some, um, how do you guys manage having a social life and having the business and your training and your relationship? Um, That's why I say it's kind of a trick question <laughs> because there's so many factors. And I mean, I just know Brandon and I, like just tonight, we had uh, two different friend groups that wanted us to come hang out. And we were like, we haven't spent a Saturday together in a while. And we also had this with you guys. And so obviously that really sucks, but you gotta you gotta see your friends sometimes. But anyway, so you guys you guys have any tips about that? Sure. I mean, uh well, we're clearly not as popular as you guys are. So <laughs> no, that was just that was just tonight. Just tonight. <laughs> Now, but I mean, I think this all goes back to that uh, equilibrium. Uh, conversation. Yeah, I mean, that, that's ultimately what it comes back to is, is being okay prioritizing some things mm -hmm. and being okay knowing that some things at some points in times are going to slip. So for us, what we found really works is instead of me working 100-hour weeks, now I take Saturday and Sundays off Friday from, from Friday night to Sunday or Monday morning. Typically I do not do anything business related. So, sometimes like with printing, if we get behind or something, he catches up on like a Sunday or something like that. Like we, 
you know, you're flexible with it. Sure, but, but primarily Saturdays are my day where I say, I'm not, I'm trying not to touch anything business related. I'm going to spend time with you in the morning. We'll come see you guys, spend some time, some good quality time with you guys in the afternoon. Um, and then we'll come back here and just enjoy the night together. Yeah. So having that one day, um, and this goes, what I really liked that you just said, Brandon, was when you talked about the mental capacity of just being freed up there, mm -hmm. that has done more than anything for me. It's just having a day where I can literally say, nope, I'm not going to do anything today. I, I, I don't have to allocate mental capacity to that today. Yeah. And that has helped a lot. Yeah. I think the other thing is just like, I mean, there are times when like, his friend Joe will call or somebody will call and say like, Hey, let's hang out. And we're in the middle of something. And like the immediate reaction is like, I don't want to go hang out with them, but it's like, okay, once you finish the project, like we haven't seen them in a while. Like it, it's fun once we go. So it's kind of realizing that like in the heat of the moment, like, okay, do I actually not want to go hang out cause I'm tired or focused on something or like, is it just cause I was like doing something. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like realizing like situationally like, okay, should we probably go hang out? Because we haven't hung out in a while. Like, can this wait? Can we go hang out? It, it ultimately comes down to prioritizing yeah. things. And at the end of the day, um, does the brand bring us a lot of happiness? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Does does sending out shirts and printing shirts and that whole process bring us happiness? Absolutely. But we also enjoy people and yeah. we have real friends and we have people that, that we can't we can't just blow off forever. Yeah. So, so there are times where it, it feels good for us to actually step away, take the night off, go see some friends, have dinner with them and just, just talk about life. And I think like the other big thing for you for a while is like when we go see my parents, like feeling like it's okay to take the whole weekend. Like if that means we need to like kind of crunch a little bit earlier in the week so that way we can make this happen, like then let's make it happen. But like that also impacts me because I need to be able to say like, what can I take off your plate so we can get this done so we can take the whole weekend off. Like if family or friends are priority, then like let's do a little extra work on the start of the week to make this balance and work out. So I think it's just knowing your limits, knowing what is gonna help you recharge and then making sure that you give yourself a little grace if you drop a couple of balls because ultimately like did you have a good weekend did you have a good time with them that's probably better for your emotional and mental health than the two posts that you missed you know yeah and for sure talking about the like groups of friends like we went out a little bit just say we went out but we went and hung out with our one of our interns that just finished um and kind of wished him goodbye and um, I went cause I had a time, but she was at work, but I, she wanted to swing by and I decided to like basically wait for her. And the, the same kind of group asked us to do something in the night. And I was like, Hey man, you already got lucky and caught us one night. It's not going to happen two nights in a row. And it's, it's not that we don't want it, don't want to, but like you said, if we get tonight together, um, that deep down for both of us, that's going to mean more than if we go to a social gathering and hang out for her. doesn't mean we couldn't do it, but you know, we saw them. Yep last night so and obviously last night was a little bit more important considering that was the last time we we're going to see that intern for we don't know how long it could be three months it could be a year for all we know um yeah. obviously we keep in touch with them um so i have one kind of like final question um, yep. regarding um the brand and everything um and you don't have to give out any like teasers or spoilers but uh what is 
the future for WeRPR? Like, what, where in the next year, where do you and Laura hopefully plan to to see the brand? Um, I think the biggest thing that we want to keep hammering on now is just releasing quality products that are built together, things that are made to be worn together. Um, whether that means adventuring out into doing shorts, which is something that we have been hammered on um, from both men and women's yeah. side, um, <laughs> or, or just making something that you can have the complete, the just a complete layered outlook with it. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. The other thing that we are shooting for a lot is just trying to bring new processes in house, whether that is um, being able to do hats or being able to do um, patches or exploring different materials to screen print on like leggings and shorts and different spandexes and, and stuff like that. So I think, I think over the course of the next year, the biggest change you'll probably see is there's going to be a drastic increase um, in quality as well as a drastic in the uh, just products, I guess would be a good way to say it. And I think some of that like depended on getting the new press because the new press, once we're able to like learn the intricacies of that allows us to do more intricate designs. Um, so I think for, for me at least, that's part of it too though, not, not even just the garment itself, but like what we're able to put on the garment and like expand that a little bit because we were fairly limited yeah um, some of our limitations have been taken away yeah, now yeah so i think just you know uh upgrading upgrading equipment and stuff like that just to be able to like get into other avenues to create a more diverse product line i guess do you have any other questions off the hook adrian i don't think so <laughs> Okay, I guess um, I guess I kind of open this like last couple minutes up to you guys. Um, we talked on just about everything from your clothing brand related, and um, obviously kind of the history. And hopefully, people have a good idea about that. the The last thing that I kind of want to wrap up with the the business side of this, so that hopefully people can get. I know that for the most part, whenever I started this podcast and talked with Adrian about doing it, we tried to push it towards strength and conditioning in the fitness industry, which while you guys are an apparel company, I know that's definitely probably one of the audiences that sees your um, clothing line the most, but I hope that above all else, if people are interested in business whatsoever, I think all four of us know that we don't have it figured out, but there's obviously a lot of commonality. Um, even though there were selling, you're actually selling a physical product that someone actually wears and uses and takes care of while we don't actually have something that's not physical. So we're more of a service-based industry. Um, and that obviously we're, we're in-house, we don't have massive amount of employees. We know we're not, um, churning out 401k plans for people. Um, and when we want to take a vacation, that means that our business has to kind of slow down for a little bit. Um, so I hope that anyone that's listening to this gathers that crossover, um, because that's kind of ultimately what I wanted to showcase because we're two couples doing very similar things with different industries, so to speak, at least. From a government standpoint, we're we're completely different entries. We're not essential. You guys could be so. Um, um, but go ahead and let people know where they can find you on social media, website. Um, if you have any kind of releases or anything like that, just so the people know when this recording launches. This recording is uh, on August eighth, 
Um, it should air in the, within the next week or two. So if you hear it, you might actually be able to catch some of the stuff and some of this coming. But go ahead and let them know about everything that's VRPR related. Sure. Well, we appreciate you having us on here. It was a, uh, a really good talk. We were talking right before this, and she was asking me if I had any idea what we were getting ready to walk into. And I, <laughs> this, was, this was just really fun. It was fun just talking about all this with you guys, because we really haven't talked about this outside of this podcast before. We've really just kind of, we've always talked about training or life in general and stuff like that, but it was, this was, this was a lot of fun. So we really appreciate it. Um, if you want to find us online, a place we're most active right now is probably Instagram, which is we are PR clothing. Um, and the website's the exact same. We are PR clothing.com. Um, next release, next big release is September 3rd, which will be all of our fall collection. Um, but other than that, I mean, I just appreciate you guys having us on here. I don't need to do anything too crazy plug wise, but it was, it was fun. I had a lot of fun here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Adrian got a chance to, and well, she was mainly pestering me about it. I know that I was emailed back and forth with Alex and I wanted to talk with both of you and actually Adrian's schedule is a little more hectic than mine in terms of doing recordings. Cause I have all day, all day, but I have Saturdays and Sundays and I've got afternoons. I'm a little more flexible where she is not. So getting four of us together on one phone call was a, a little bit more challenging than usually what I, I normally have. Um, so yeah, we definitely appreciate it. And, um, we're big supporters of your guys. So, um, we tell everybody we can about you and obviously we, we try to help you guys out. So we love your guys' stuff. So I, while we are obviously plugging Laura and Alex and what they do, um, I think if anybody genuinely likes nice clothing and unique designs and stuff like that, if that's, if that's your thing, you definitely need to check out Laura and Alex's um, stuff. Uh, we we personally wear their um, apparel, so and uh, many of our friends do. And I think now it's almost a commonality that people kind of see your guys' stuff in our gym. And you guys actually have a name and a face in our gym, which is kind of cool considering you guys are about an hour away from our gym. So um, that, that's kind of cool. Um, do you have anything, Adrian? I mean, I think we just – helped showcase what awesome people you are because we really like we like your brand but we also really like you <laughs> you guys are awesome you're really good people and that just really shows through your product look at you being all sentimental i know i you guys are potentially cool. that will happen oh shut your okay. face <laughs> I mean, just being able to have the relationship with you guys and continue that from when you were in the garage to where you guys are on now, it's just been super exciting to watch you guys grow. Um, and I think we both look forward to watching you guys grow into a new space eventually, maybe, hopefully, and just continue to help the athletes in your area and just watch you guys take over. So it's yeah, been know, really cool. I know Alex does not miss the 7 a.m. training on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> does <laughs> all right well thanks for your time guys um i'll have everything linked in the show notes for anybody that wants to find all all their stuff um and like i said find them on instagram and everything and you'll find everything online once it's posted so thanks alex laura we really appreciate it um i think i'll probably see you next weekend i don't know if she will but um <laughs> yeah. yeah i picked up a shift oh okay <laughs> all right we'll see you guys take care We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Thirst for More podcast. Give us a follow on Spotify, iTunes, Google, and other streaming services.
Feel free to visit our website, thirstgym.com. That's T-H-I-R-S-T-G-Y-M.com. And click on the podcast tab to look over show notes and extra free resources. You can also give us a follow on Instagram at Team Thirst. That's T-E-A-M period T-H-I-R-S-T. Or you can give me a follow at B Smitley. That's B-S-M-I-T-L-E-Y. For more updates on future episodes to come. I'm your host, Brandon Smilly, and we'll catch you at the next episode.